Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com/shek. The draft draws ever closer, but today we're going to talk some NBA. The ball is about to be tipped in playoff-style basketball, and uh, before we get into that, we're going to talk a little bit of NFL with the man seated directly across from me here in Studio 66. Real quick, I want to tell you a couple of things. Go to NFL.com. I don't have the URL, and to be honest with you, I don't even know what a URL is exactly, but it has something to do with computers. But if you go to NFL.com, as of Friday, the all-time draft of 2014 will be unveiled. The first three picks, we counted it down, 1 through 32, me, Daniel Jeremiah, and Elliot Harrison pretended we were in Radio City Music Hall, and we made selections, not just from the current pool of college players eligible for the draft, rather... All the 32 teams could select anyone in the history of mankind. And uh, so we counted it down, and we did it based on the actual 2014 draft order and the 2014 draft needs. So anyway, give that a look. It's really cool stuff. We're proud of it. And uh, like I say, NFL.com. Also, AdamCarolla.com, I guest host on Thursday night. Uh, Give a listen to that one. And speaking of that, his sidekick, Bald Brian, joined us on our previous podcast this week, along with the delightful Malcolm Jenkins, the newest member of the Eagles. Give that a listen. He was really fun talking about how to survive a zombie apocalypse, so on and so forth. All right, enough plugging. Now let's kibitz with the man directly across from me. Here he is, future Hall of Famer. It's not jinxing anything. It's it's a fait accompli. It's Ladanian Tomlinson. What's the poop, fella? Oh, man, there's a lot going on around I heard. this time of year. Yes, of indeed. Of course you know. I know, and yet it's <laughs> April. You would think if there's any dead period for the NFL, it would be the month of April. But no, it, it continues me? to steal headlines from NBA, NHL, baseball, college sports, everything else, huh? And, and you know what? As as baseball gets started and the NBA starts to go into this playoff mode, 
it seems like the draft really takes presidents, you know. Right, it, it, it really know, is. It's more, unbelievable. Right, and that we're not being shills. That's that's a fact. Yeah. You know, people are more intrigued going over mock drafts. <laughs> the, the same guy, Daniel Fantasy Jeremiah. Football, you know. <laughs> I, love, I love our guys here at uh, at the NFL, and they're, uh, you know, love Kibitzin with all those guys, uh, Charles Davis, Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, and the rest. I love that they each get to do, like, five or ten different <laughs> mock drafts. Well, like... Well, listen, you don't get, I don't get to sit here when it's like, hey, who do you think is going to win that game? I think it's going to be the Colts or the Buccaneers. Exactly. <laughs> like, but, well, you know, <laughs> Wise Man said don't look at any mock drafts until the week before the draft. Because, I mean, yeah. you, you won't know anything until pretty much you can start to get an idea the week before the draft what teams are going to be doing. Um, Ladanian, by the way, uh, helped us out with uh, something. I don't want to I don't want to tip our hand, but he helped us out a little bit with that all-time draft in a, in a very funny way. When you were at TCU, did you have the vibe? Because I remember your, you being selected because you were gangbusters at TCU in your last couple of years especially. You really made the national scene, became a Heisman candidate. And this is at a time you, you kind of, uh, uh, you know, it sounds like I'm trying to curry favor with you. But to some degree, you brought TCU to national attention before Andy Dalton and, and, the, and the rise of that program. But I do remember a, a fair amount of scuttlebutt like this LT guy can make it against that level of competition, he ain't going to make it in the NFL. Do you remember all that going down? Did you hear all that? Oh, sure. A- absolutely. Um, you know, you can't help but to hear it. Um, you know, as a college kid, you're looking at all the mock drafts. You're looking at all the magazines. Are you really? Absolutely, because you want to get any kind of idea you can what teams are thinking about you mm-hmm. and where you're projected to go. And, and so I heard everything. You know, in fact, Deuce McAllister started out as the number one running back, and even Lamont Jordan that year was before. You know, I was projected the third or fourth running back coming off the board. Is that right? Yes. I re- now I remember Deuce McAllister at Ole Miss. I don't remember Lamont Jordan in Maryland. college. Where did he play? Maryland. Oh, Maryland. Okay. Yep. Yep. And uh, so it, it was how funny to think you were behind him. Not it, that he was not to disparage him. Well, but exactly. But but, you know, I think it was because of the fact that I played at TCU and the quality right. of competition that I played against. I did. I didn't really jump up the draft boards until the senior bowl. I was the MVP of the senior bowl. And at that time, I think teams started to really see because they was able to see me up close in practice every single day, running the football, catching it, blocking at that point, I think they said, you know what? This guy from TCU may be pretty good. Um, well, yeah, and I, I guess it worked out all right for him. Now, you may have heard you left the Chargers after many moons, and then you went to New York and played for the Jets. Really? Yes, okay. it's true. I even watched it. I remember you wore a green jersey and everything like all the other fellas on the team. <laughs> then they sort of languished for the for a little while. Now they've signed a guy named Chris Johnson. Mm-hmm. You react to that now. You were in that backfield not that long ago. Is this a good fit in a Rex Ryan, on a Rex Ryan team for a guy like Chris Johnson? Well, the first thing, I wonder what number he's going to wear because he's 28 and Curtis Martin wore 28, and we know that number hasn't been worn. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what number will Chris Johnson hey, wear. I, I mean, 27? Shame, shame oh. the devil if he considered your number. That can't be. Well, maybe. 27 is an tw- ugly running back number, though. It really is. And and, and the uh, the first, D. Milliner, I, I believe, has 27. So that's, mm. out, the, that's out the picture. Maybe 29. Tw- 29. No, Bilal, Bilal Powell has 29, I believe. We better get him on the line we and better. figure this out because we don't want him. I mean, shame the devil again if, he's, if he be, takes your number. Hey, but that can be the difference between him having a big year. That chip on his shoulder, what number he wears. What is the story with this? You Did, did, did somebody have 21 when you got to the Jets? Yes. They did. Yes. Who was it? Um, um, it was um, 
put me on the spot. Man, it was up. Uh, uh, I can't. Uh, yeah. L- um, his name is right on the tip of my tongue. I actually uh, I played. Did you have to give him anything? Of course I did. I bought I bought him uh, round trip tickets. Him and his significant <laughs> other round trip tickets to wherever they wanted to go. And so, did they uh, and did they take you to task for it? Did they say like we'll go to Hawaii three times? Uh, no, they went on a, a nice little trip. Uh, <laughs> so you and, had you to know, pay I, for I, him to I go. I took care of it. That's better than what Eric Decker had got into. He had to give the guy twenty k plus. Uh, a, a meal. Yeah. A steak. Well, listen, I just gave you twenty thousand dollar. Go buy, go buy yourself a steak. What do I have to do that for? On top of twenty k. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think about Chris Johnson in that situation? I, I've heard talk about does this make them a playoff team? Chris Johnson, the difference between the playoffs and not. I feel like that's a little bit of a reach. Well, it is a little bit of a reach, but I tell you what, it does. It, it adds more dexterity to their offense. Mm-hmm. You know, more skill. You know, a guy that they really needed to be able to. Throw the ball to on screens that can take it 50 yards. And, and, you know, we know Chris Ivory is really the tempo setter in that offense. He's going to be the big bruiser, the banger in the backfield. And then Chris Johnson comes in on the perimeter, and you get him in space. Marty Morningweg would do a a good job of balancing out what those two backs do well. What do you think, 10, 15 touches a game? Absolutely. I think that's perfect, you know, right around 15, anywhere from 12 to 15 touches Mm -hmm. a game. You know, you let Chris Ivory get about, you know, 15 to 20 carries a game, and I think that's the dynamic you work with. You still have Bilal Powell to come in sometimes on third down to help out. Very smart player. Mm -hmm. The the question is going to become the development of Geno Smith if they become a playoff team, you know, because I don't believe Michael Vick will, will end up beating him is that you start. really don't I, I think do Vic is going to walk in there? Because to me, it seems you put it. You put Mike Vic in there versus a kid who you know he had his ups and downs. Some pe- yeah. people, I think, look back on Geno Smith and consider him a bust already, which he certainly wasn't. He had some atrocious performances in his rookie season, but he also had some good moments there. I think Mike Vic, especially in August when he's kept nice and clean, no no real risk of him getting banged up. I think he's going to emerge. How are they going to turn their back on him? Well, the reason why I say that. Is because of Rex Ryan, um, you know, this offseason, he actually came out and said that, listen, you know, Geno Smith is still the starter hmm. in so many words. If he would have said, listen, it's open for competition, they will compete in training camp, then I would say, okay, Michael Vick will have the upper hand because they're starting at square one. Of course Vick is going to beat him out. But for the fact that Rex said Geno Smith will be the starter going into it, it lets me know that they want to give the kid every opportunity to be the starter there in New York. And and I believe they will have a package. Marty will have a package for Michael Vick hmm. to come in the game and, and do certain things. And, um, boy, they can be a very dangerous team, but the key is Geno Smith because you say what you want, the kid has an NFL arm. If he can learn decision-making to make better decisions, then I, I think, boy, the sky's the limit because I've seen this kid throw it on the rope. 40 yards down the field of San Antonio Holmes, you know. So he has the the strength that you need at the quarterback position, enough mobility to move around in the pocket. Decision-making with young guys is always critical. Do you agree with me about Geno Smith on this count? He can run. He's not a running QB, yeah. but he can move some. 
I feel like it's been so beaten into his head that he's not a running QB, that he's a stay-in-the-pocket kind of guy, that he's now loath to even ever do it, even when it's the wise move. Sometimes you'll see, I remember watching several games last year where he would have 15 yards of open green in front of him, and he wouldn't tuck the ball and run. Just run with it. It's not always a bad idea to run. Sometimes it's a good choice, right? No question about it, but you're right. Sometimes that is ingrained in a quarterback's head. Don't. Don't look to take off running all the time. You know, let the play develop. I've heard a lot of offensive coaches say, quarterback, let the play develop. Hey, look, you see that crossing route coming? If you just give it time, he's going to be open. You mm-hmm. hear that all the time. So, Gino, as a young player, you're thinking about all these things. Hey, should I run here? Boy, it looks wide open. I can get 15. No, but Marty said don't run. You think about all that stuff, and then pretty soon he just yanks it and throws a pick. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's it's a, it's an interesting dynamic that these young quarterbacks have to deal with. But I believe all the great ones, think about it, Dave, and we probably talked about this before in the locker room, they've had the same coach. How long ha- has Peyton Manning had the same coach when he mm-hmm. was with Indy? Thomas had Bill forever. Aaron Rodgers has had Mike forever. Drew Brees has had Sean for- If you want to develop a top quarterback in this league, the best thing to do is to keep him with the same guy for an extended period of time. Well, that's interesting. And uh, as we jump into the NBA here, Black Tie, get ready here because the ball's going to tip, so you have to participate as well. Black Tie fancies himself an aficionado of pro basketball. I think LT, talk about what we talk about in our locker room. Um, here at NFL Media. I love talking to LT about NBA ball. He knows his stuff. We'll do that. But one more thing about pro football. And a guy, Phil Rivers, who's been around a long time, but just now got a new coach after many moons with Norv Turner, is uh, you know now Mike McCoy's in there. They get into the playoffs, and I feel like there has not been a playoff team, at least, who we've heard less about this offseason than the Chargers. And, um, you know, I don't know if it's because people anticipate that at some point they're going to move to L.A. or something, somehow they they don't count or something. But I'll, I'll tell you, I'm, I, you and I are on total access on Thursday, and we're going to be kibitzing about who's going to get the number one seed. Spoiler alert, I don't think it's the Denver Broncos, and a big reason why is because of the Chargers. They have not just the Chiefs, but the Chargers ain't jive, and the Chargers may jump the Chiefs this year. They're going to be good, right? Yeah, you you can make the argument that the AFC West might be the, the, the strongest conference in the AFC. I mean, let's think about it now. You got Denver, obviously. Mm-hmm. You right. have San Diego, both the two playoff teams. That both won at least one game in the playoffs. You got Kansas City that very well could have beat Indy mm-hmm. in, in the playoff game, and then you got Oakland who is just not terrible. You know, they're I okay. agree. I think that's how I would describe them, and that's damning with faint praise. But they, yeah, they have some pieces now. And so my some point vets is, at least my point is going through that role in the AFC West can be very difficult. Uh, you know, Denver can very well get three, four losses. You know, mm-hmm. um, not. All in the AFC West, but in the AFC combined, you know they got they got a brutal schedule. That's exactly right. They got a rough schedule, and so you're right. It's not set in stone that Denver is just going to waltz into the AFC Championship game. Yep, yep. All right, so now let's talk about the playoffs in another pro sport, and that is the NBA. Black tie behind the glass is going to join us. LT, how say you? Who winds up in the NBA Finals? Wow. Man. And you just watched the Clippers. You told me you were going to a game on Tuesday night, yeah. so you went and saw one of their final regular season games. Yeah, you know, they were impressive early, 
the the only thing that concerns me about the Clippers, they turn the ball over a little bit too much, you know, for my liking. I know they're the number one scoring team in in, in the NBA, but they give up some points as well. And, and just careless turnovers, you know, trying to get the ball out fast and they turn it over. They do that quite a bit. That's surprising so, with Chris Paul running the show. Yeah, well, the big man, you know, Jordan may get and he's trying mm-hmm. to push it. And, and, you know, sometimes he, he throws the ball too far. It, it happens too much mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. If they can correct that, I think this team can, you know, make a run for it. But in the end, I, I think in the West, boy, I, I think San Antonio, man. I, how does San Antonio keep winning? The guys are old. You know, I, I'll tell you, it, but, but, but it mystifies me. Unbelievable. I would so much love to pick OKC. But I don't know if they have a, a, enough grit toward the end of the game. You know, San Antonio executes so beautifully down the mm-hmm. stretch. They really do. History sort of has rewritten, the, or people have sort of slept on the fact. I know everybody gives the Spurs credit that they should have won. But it's because the story of the Miami Heat and LeBron James has overwhelmed that finals last spring. But remember, everybody, that if it were not for Ray Allen, for the ball bouncing right, that Ray Allen gets it and strokes at three and, and forces the overtime, and obviously they end up winning the title in Game 7. You know, the Spurs would have that ring right now. Yeah. And yet, th- this I'll is even a- go further and say that if you play that scenario out 900 times, 99 times, the Spurs win that game. Like, Ray Allen, not just the shot, the tip ball to Ray Allen, him getting his feet behind the line, not stepping out of bounds, knocking down that shot. That, that it was does the not same happen. Play like like Robert Ory with with the Lakers. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Right, right. little tip. Yeah, he hits the three. It's the, the same yeah. type of play. Yeah, except that one was right there for the NBA Finals. Like that doesn't happen ninety nine times out of hundred. The Spurs essentially, in my mind, in a weird way, are like defending NBA champions. It's just it was just such a fl- fluky play. Well, I you know, and and the story goes that they're old, but you know, Leonard's for real. And but the yes. the, the thing I like the most about them, the uh, it, to answer your rhetorical question, how are the Spurs still relevant? And to me, it's it's uh, Tony Parker, man. He's I know he's he's not um, at the high end defensively anymore of stopping his foe, but he consistently gets in the lane. You know, he and he knocks down threes. It's always a knock yeah. on him that he he's not a perimeter guy, but you know, you watch him in the playoffs, he's generally knocking down the perimeter shots. And when they, they need have well. great depth. That's the yep. one one of the most underrated things about them, and I think that's the reason why they had the best record. This season, because think about how often they just rest them, guys. Yeah, absolutely. They still ended up with the best record in the league. So I believe that at the end of the day, they get back to the Western Conference Finals. Do you care about like quickly to go back to to Houston though, which is my team? Just quickly go back to the Spurs though. Like LT is saying, is that depth and that system? It's does it's a plug and play system. It doesn't matter who's playing. They rest. They rest all their star, star players more than any other team. And you know, Miami's always talking about rest. The Pacers rested a bunch of their starters last week or so. But the Spurs do that as well, and they're still as legit a team even when playing with Duncan, even when playing with Parker, because that system, the way to move the ball, it's it's very unique for an NBA team to move the ball as well as they do. They they pass, they move without the ball. It's it's a it's a beauty to watch. It's I don't think it's but just one player. What's the I, reason? No, no, I agree with you. It's not just one player, yeah. but I think Tony Parker is the consistent factor. You think Tim Duncan now, but if you haven't watched him in the last few years, if you're just Yo, going yeah. off of your past knowledge of them, yeah, Tim Duncan is not the key to that team any longer. But I mean, he's still is a remarkable talent mm-hmm. at, at his age. We but. do have to bring up the fact that OKC did sweep them. They, I, they, that's they, that's yeah. the problem. That's why I would say I'm yeah. inclined to say. 
the Spurs are going to do it because they feel like some team from uh, from another time. Everybody else is in the tw- is in 2014, and it's like, wait a second, Spurs. I don't think you got the memo. Look at where the Lakers, Knicks, and uh, Celtics are. Yeah, you're supposed to be with them. You're, you're supposed to be over right now. Right. But I do. But I, I I do think though that that's exactly right. That they did not hang with the top teams in the in the West for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they did not. If they, you know. They're obviously going to – you would think they're going to take care of the Mavs, but I don't even think that one's a gimme because they still – I mean, they got some – again, guys that were great five or six years ago, but, you know, you look at the collection that Dallas has. That's not a jive team. And, of course, that's the story of the entire West. I mean, look at those matchups. It's insane. Oh the Clippers have to play Golden State in the, oh. a whole season of toil to, to win as many games as they've ever won in their franchise, and their reward is Golden State <laughs> yes, in the first round? He can. Yeah. And then my favorite team, the Houston Rockets, have to play Portland. That's another and, nasty and that one. That is a tough matchup as well. I mean, Portland matches up very well with with Houston and what they like to do. You know, you have someone that can match up with Dwight Howard. You have somebody possibly that can, you know, I, I don't know if you can slow James Harden down, but certainly they have some. Oh, guys they got they got West Matthews, West, West Matthews, Nicholas yeah. Batum. Exactly. That's, that's, so yeah. I, I, that's going to be a tough series, but here's my sleeper uh, sleeper uh, pick for the first round: the the Memphis Grizzlies going up against the Thunder. Tough, gritty team. They play playoff style basketball during the regular season, so they're used to that. That's grind. the story on them for the last couple of years: is, yeah. that, is that they just uh, hammer you down in the in the uh, blocks. Huh? <laughs> they do, they do. I and and like you say, black tie. I mean, if there's one team not really equipped to handle that. I mean, they're relying to some degree on Steven Adams, the big kid out of Pitt, who played, you know, one season of, of college ball and is getting big minutes for the for a team that a lot of people are looking at to to maybe win the finals or at least challenge the Heat in the finals. There's not a ton up front there. I mean, Kendrick Perkins is well past his yeah. best days. I, I, I agree with you about the questions. And the thing for OKC to me is it's been the knock on the Clippers is that they don't play, uh, you know, they don't play play uh, so-called playoff basketball. If Russell Westbrook is, I mean, he's been around long enough that surely he understands this. But of course, you're not just running up and down the floor the way he is. He's he's frightening with his speed. You know, he gets the ball uh, at the defensive end, and it he, four dribbles, and uh, 1.2 seconds later, he's at the other team's rim. But that just doesn't happen as much in the NBA. He must. On some, to some degree, become deferential consistently for Kevin Durant. Absolutely, right? because because they're a perimeter team, and, and perimeter teams always scare me because that means you rely on your points coming from the outside. We know the easiest points come from inside, close to the basket. Hello, remember Shaq? Mm-hmm. You know, and so perimeter teams, you can never, you know, just say that OKC because they're a perimeter team. I believe you can't just say. They're going to be in the finals, even though they've had a phenomenal season. They got the arguably the best player right now in the league. Well, maybe not. But best season, best score, no, no, no. best, best score, score no definitely. Right now. Still, as much as I listen, Kevin Durant best is score? the MVP. No, yes, he's the MVP Clearly. this year. Yes. I, I I give it to him, and I don't mean that with an asterisk. That, but you know, there is that. This is a phenomenon that happens. That you know, it's like coach of the year. You see the volatility voted, with that. Voted if you fatigue. get. Yeah, like Bill Belichick, I don't know how many times he's been named Coach of the Year, but just off the top of my head, he's one of those guys that 
is always relevant. His teams are always good, so yeah. you st- sort of sleep on that. Mm-hmm. And then the guy who goes, well, that last year his team was four and twelve, and then he got him to nine and seven in the playoffs, a wild card spot. He's the coach of the year. He's like, really? He's better than Bill Belichick? Probably yeah. not. That's the fact. That's what's happening with LeBron here. I- LeBron is not the best player in the game today. He is the best player of all time. That's how he will well, go down in history. So to say Kevin Durant's that. better I than I don't him. know about that. He is but the best player right now. I would say Durant legitimately is the MVP this season. I say I, I would even go as far as to say Durant would have won MVP last year with the season he's had this year. Because not only did he put up the numbers, not only is the team second in the West, but also it was like the perfect storm because Westbrook sat out a decent amount of the time where people were like, okay, they're able to give Durant his props and not say, oh, he has Westbrook to bail him out. So it was sort of like the perfect storm for him this season. Here's my favorite NBA-related question I've asked Al T. We, I asked you this at uh, on Super Sunday, in fact, a couple hours before the uh, that big game. I said... Kobe Bryant, all we're talking about is on the offensive side of the floor. Who would you rather have, Kevin Durant or Kobe Bryant? Who's the better offensive player? That's Durant. That's 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 easy for me, but let's see what else he says. That's easy for you. Well, I don't easy. know why it would be well, easy for it's you. It's completely but easy. I'll explain. I, I think at this point I, I still go with Kobe because I, I think Kobe has an array of moves that he can take you down on the block, and he and you know he has what Jordan had. Back his back against the basket, and the fadeaway, or he up and under, go to the basket. There's a different array of moves that Kobe provides on the offensive side. Kobe didn't have those, though, at Kevin Durant's age, though, to be fair. Kevin Durant may have to develop those when he gets up around 30. And that's why I said at this this point I'm still Uh saying Kobe Bryant because, you know, man, Kobe – he was a killer. Everybody, it's funny you say that because everybody uses those that that those hyperbolic phrases. He's a killer. He'll punch you in the mouth. He wanted to murder you. All that kind of stuff, <laughs> which is kind of dark, actually. A lot of the stuff we're, the, the, that they talk about, but it is true. I understand it's been I driven get, into the ground, but you do get that vibe of I some players right. are just but going I, for the heart. But yeah. as a guy who was on some really good teams and a leader of a team. In in terms of deeds on the field and then in the locker room as well. And on occasion, even, LT got fiery. People, We've talked oh, yeah. about that before. But what do you make? To me, this thing about well, Kobe Bryant, well, what a thrill to play with him. That would be if you're an NBA player because he'll teach you. He'll t- teach you out of the wing. He'll teach you with a fire in the belly. That doesn't sound like any fun at all to me. I would not want – I wouldn't – <laughs> Lighten up, Kobe. You know, like because and here's my response, my legitimate response to that. Well, then you don't want to be great. Well, listen, it feels to me like uh, the Heat are pretty great and they have fun. Why can't that? Why? What is? What do you make of that? In 2014, is it enough? Especially football is more that way than basketball is by its nature. Is you know is is you know ferocity and we got to get them today and got, you know 110 percent team and all that. But isn't there room? Because now you see the Seahawks do it. Yeah. They have a lighter way. They're not. The, they're not that. I mean, I'm, I know they're intense and everything. But they're and Richard Sherman and all that. Obviously, discounts what I'm saying about being fun loving. But you get the vibe. Well, I'm he's a about. fun loving guy, though. Don't right, and Pete yeah. Carroll, and that's yeah. to me. It's more, the story of the Seahawks isn't Richard Sherman sometimes says naughty words that uh, you know the children maybe shouldn't hear. And really, what it's about is Pete Carroll has established a vibe there where it's like, yeah, be yourself. If that's your thing, do your thing. Have fun, laugh, joke around, and and let's win games when uh, when it's game time. Yeah, there's there's a place for that. You know, I think each coach is different. Um, I think both ways you win. I think as a coach, you have to understand the dynamic of your team. If you have a young team that that possibly you know is into of the 
playing the music in the locker room and kind of mm-hmm. being, you know, just relaxed before the game and not all uptight and intense, then that's one thing. But understand that also when guys really need to focus in, you know, and, and get prepared for the game. I've had both coaches. I've had their coaches say, you, like my college coach would not let us talk before the game. Like we couldn't talk at all. <laughs> to yeah. what end? What are you doing? Like we're just thinking about the thinking game, about I guess. Thinking about the game. And then I've had coach like Norv Turner to say, I want you guys to play loose. You know, I don't want you uptight. Mm-hmm. You know, just go out there and let it all hang out. Play loose. So, uh, you know, and and both ways. I was sure you would say the players' coach was going to be Rex Ryan. Isn't he the loosiest of them all? The, the same, but but Rex had a fire in him that uh-huh. can get you going. You know, like so he'll get you all loose, and then he'll fire you up. You know what I mean? And so he gave you different emotions with Rex Ryan. And so yeah, you'll get you'll get fired up. And and so, for example, like one time I remember, you know, Rex came in and, and we was getting ready for a big game. And he wanted to, you know, he wanted to make it make it loose in the locker room, you know, for the week. So, you know, he would do all kind of crazy things or he'll put up different pictures on on the big screen, you know, throughout the week. Like what? So, so that so that we can be loose. Well, stuff that goes on in the locker room, Dave. I can't tell you everything. <laughs> stuff, stuff that that goes on in the locker room. Stuff you know? about the other team, or well, no, like, no, or no, just, just fun just things fun that are stuff. off color. You know, All just right, fun stuff that you may find online. You know, just to talk about. <laughs> you know, just to get players' minds <laughs> yeah. sometimes off the game. You know, uh-huh. and, and so, but there was a time that came where Rex wanted you to be focused, and you can see his demeanor started to change. And so then, you know, the players were kind of gravitate toward the way that Rex was getting ready for the game. So it really, you know, I always say, you know, players are, are, are really, you know, they're, they're uh, uh, you know, they're, they're a reaction re- to what their coach is. Yeah. You know, or, you know, microcosm of their coach or whatever uh-huh. you want to call it, but, but they really are. Are they, but so with Kobe Bryant, then to me, Dwight Howard and the Houston Rockets season is a rebuke of that style, that uh, this is my team and all that junk. I feel like, I've said this many times for the past, whatever, 18 months or so, I feel like Dwight Howard, not what wasn't intentionally lied to, but I feel like here's what went down. Hey, Dwight, come over here, leave Orlando, come to L.A. You'll be the cornerstone of the next great Los Angeles Lakers era. You're going to be the main man. Kobe Bryant's great. He's won titles. He'll be your wingman and make that happen. We got some nice pieces here. Then he gets there, and all of a sudden, it's uh, Kobe Bryant said, this is my team. You know, you know, like it treats him like he's my kid brother. Like, don't treat me like your kid brother. I'm the man. They told me Mitch Kupchak told me I was the man. And now I'm running things through you, Kobe, and and 40 year old Steve Nash. What gives? This is my team. I don't blame. And then and then his character and his smiling on the sidelines and everything. This becomes uh, this becomes an issue to the point that he's I mean, the. All of Los Angeles booed this guy by halfway through the season last year. I would have left, too, and I'm with you. I want the Rockets to win because I think it puts a stink on that overly serious kind of kind of jazz. I don't, I don't, I'm done with it. But, and then you got to think about it, too, Dave. Like that, That's the different area of basketball, kind of like with LeBron. You know, LeBron came in, and he wanted things loose and, mm-hmm. you know, dancing and, you know, just joking around, having fun. Dwight is kind of from that same area. Whereas Kobe is from the kind of the older older school, I wouldn't say old school, but older mm-hmm. school era, where you know it's it's all intense and 
you know, you don't be joking around all the time and laughing, you know, if you're getting beat. You be serious and you take it like a man and no laughing. Kobe's from that era, and they clashed. That was that was the right. reason, not only that, that you said you brought up a good point, but also I don't think Dwight really could deal with the dynamic with Kobe. He didn't want to hear that all the time. He didn't want to be in a locker room like that. I, yeah, I completely agree. All right, so let's wrap it up, LT, because you got to go do some uh, football talking on the TV. Um, I, I mean, the the East isn't even worth talking about. Such It's well, such junk. Teams. But I mean, nobody's going to beat the Heat, though, right? Well, I, I wouldn't say that. You know, Indy Indy does have you know home court, so I think that you know that they, is if, that is a little under the radar. People seem to have not noticed as bad as the Pacers have been that they did still hold on and get yeah. the number one seed. And Toronto is a sleeper. Toronto can very well beat both of those teams. I'm just going to tell you, you know. And so I'll take your word because I've not seen a lot of Raptors basketball. Right in the end, though, I, I think it it is Miami. Again. All right, and I think they have. A rather the, the the advantage that they have is that they should at least now maybe the Pacers will give them a test and the way the Pacers like to play it especially against the Heat is to bang them a little bit mm-hmm. especially once they get the a look at the Detroit uh, Pistons Bad Boys era documentary that's going to air they're going to say that's what we'll do to the Heat but listen let's say they take them in five they're going to be fresh compared to whoever survives the the rugged West I mean if it, OKC the Sp- I, you know they're what I'm going to say here now five. Spurs Good night. It's the it's I but I, I I would love to say the Clippers because I think that Blake Griffin facing the basket from fifteen now is a threat to knock that down and then so so now you can't back off him and then if you get up on him he's going to get in the lane and destroy you with DeAndre Jordan following up if he misses it they're they're devastating except for the fact that Steph Curry might just shoot him out of the thing and it'll all be done in the first round so I I guess I'm going to go all this added up. I'm going to go with OKC and the Miami Heat to play it, and I think LeBron gets it done. I, I and, and you know what? This breaks perfectly for LeBron because if there was a real team in the East to really challenge them, this was the year. This was the year if the Pacers had held it together and were playing like they were, say, round about New Year's Eve, then I would say they're they're ready to be had. That, so you're saying this that, is the last, that, you know. So you're saying that even though the West is a stronger conference and – the West, San Antonio should have beat them last year. You still think that Miami will get it done? The inherent advantage that the Lakers of the 80s always had against the Boston Celtics was that the Celtics would get brutalized by the Pistons and the Sixers and the Bucks. The Lakers would get to run up and down the floor a little bit with the Nuggets and the and the Rockets. There was not a real test for them in the West almost ever throughout the '80s. So they would just they'd cruise into the West and be nice and fresh. Where the where the Celtics like, well, can we rest for like a couple weeks and then we'll get it on again? You know, like that. I so I think that's the advantage that they have. And LeBron, I think this is. I mean, by the way, back to the the big issue once this is all done. If I'm LeBron James, or for that matter, Kevin Durant, this notion, this fantasy that Lakers fans have, that that, that the big panacea is coming in the form of one of those guys. I, if I'm either of those guys, why would I ever want to play with Kobe Bryant? I don't need to join your no. farewell tour, Kobe. I, I'll, uh, I'm going to be the man where I am, or I'll go to Cleveland if I'm you know, LeBron, or go to New York City. I bet you that's going to be the big play. Phil Jackson yep. going after LeBron. All of a sudden, New York City's in play. Mm-hmm. And imagine that. All right, so you're, what's a, what, give us the, the championship. So I, I think the championship is Miami and San Antonio again. And I think with the depth that San Antonio has, they win it. 
Mm, I don't know if I should take you on face or if you're being a Texas wonk here, but you say you're a Rockets fan. Exactly. You think I wouldn't like to pick the Rockets? Heck yeah. No, but my question is, I ask a lot of guys this, and then we're wrapping it here, is if you're a Rockets guy, then the last teams you want to see win are the Mavs and the Spurs, right? No question about it. So good for you. I don't like so many guys come in here and tell me about, like Eric Reed of the Niners told me that he was on some level happy that the Seahawks won because it made the NFC West look good. What? They're your arch rival. You don't root for them under any – you want them to lose no matter what, right? Exactly. Absolutely. All right, so the Spurs pick is clean then. So LT's pick is not inspired because of some Texas loyalty. So you say that, and do the Clips get to the finals or the or the OKC? You're saying OKC. OKC gets to play San Antonio. And the Pacers are going to test the heat. They're not yeah. going to walk cruise through them. Black tie, your pick. I got the Clippers beating the Thunder in round two. I wow. think Doc Rivers p- pays dividends, and that happens because I, I think the, the Thunder relied too much on individual billions, and I think Doc Rivers has shown he's a great coach in the past with the Celtics come playoff time. So I think the Clips get over that hump. However, I think they fall to the Spurs. Spurs make it to the finals. They play. I got to see how Indiana plays this first couple of series. If they're the team that they were the first three months of the season. They beat OKC for what it's worth. And that game did well, have yeah. some some value mm-hmm. to both teams the other such earlier this week. But yeah. Regular season. But if they're the team that they were the first three months of the season with home court, again, with home court against Miami, I think I got to go with, as of right now, I think I got to go with Indiana because Wade hasn't shown me he could stay healthy exactly. for yep. six, seven games That's consistently. Legit. If he is, Miami wins. But I, 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 I don't think he is. He hasn't been all season. So I go with the Pacers and the Spurs in the finals with the Spurs winning easily. You get a little bit of that uh, Percy Harvin effect potentially from Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade has been, for the most part at least, not much of a factor. All of a sudden, the playoffs may arrive and, and he could if he's, if he's a top 20 or, shame the devil, a top 10 NBA-level player, which he has been in his career, I mean, it's over. That for, Forget about that. But, uh, I mean, just poor Clippers. They're really – they're – Built to make a deep run, but they're, they're a year away. But their path, let's just say, if for them to get to the barring upsets, their path to the finals before they even get Steph to LeBron Curry, is Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant, and then the Spurs. Imagine that's that. Exactly. That doesn't sound like a, a that you're going to string together twelve wins and, and and do that. All right, listen, LT. I've said it to you before. I say it to you again now. You are. One of the very nicest guys I've ever met in pro sports. I appreciate the time. You're a delight. And yet, in spite of being a nice guy, you also, what I love about your work, is that you don't pull punches. You also say, some. You also say I don't think that team's good, which a lot of guys struggle with in your position. So you're also delightful to speak with and yet a great analyst at, uh, at uh, you know, bringing a not punching somebody in the mouth, but you'll you'll lightly poke them if they deserve yeah. it. So. Well, thank you, Dave. All right, LaDainian Tomlinson, at LT underscore 21. I noticed you changed your Twitter handle, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I like it shorter. It gives you more characters to play with. Exactly. Good for you. All right, well, uh, LT, good luck to your Houston Rockets. We'll wrap it up here. The draft continues to uh, get closer and closer. We're Real quick in. before we head out, we have a Josh Gordon signature oh, headshot. I was going to say, Black Tie, we got to get LT to sign something. Now we, gotta, we definitely the, the, will. We should we have an will. ongoing thing of this sort of yep. thing. But I, you don't just get them. you gotta, you got to do you gotta something. you got to work for it. And yeah, you got to do something worthwhile. Competition gonna... for this Josh Gordon Cleveland Browns Super Bowl headshot signed by Josh Gordon is jump on iTunes jump on the old iTunes leave us a comment rate 
rate the show. It's got to we'll be a pick good the comment, best. Though. We'll pick the best top three comments, and uh, we'll see who wins it. All right. I'll be the judge. And then, so like I say, when the draft is drawing near, make sure you go to, over to NFL.com and check out uh, the all-time draft of 2014. We draft players for the 2014 team needs in the order that the real teams will be drafting in a couple weeks. But it is based on, or the talent pool is, all of time. If you want to draft Dan Marino or Mike Ditka, you're more than welcome to. All right. So check that out. Check out earlier in the week's podcast. Check out adamcarolla.com. Like I say, Thursday night, I'm hosting that. It'll be up there on Friday for you. And uh, I guess that's that. Enjoy your NBA playoffs. Enjoy your NHL playoffs. I didn't give my pick the other day. I'm a homer. And frankly, I've not watched a ton of NBA ball. I mean, NHL hockey this year. So uh, I'll, I'm going to go as a homer. Pittsburgh versus the St. Louis Blues. Actually, scratch the Blues. Let's shoot for the moon. The NHL needs a signature final series and that's why i'm going to say pittsburgh penguins chicago blackhawks a star laden finals finally to hoist lord stanley's cup let's hope that one comes true for the sake of the game all right more pro football talk coming at you early next week make sure you are on the lookout for that in the meantime thanks so much football fans it's been a thin slice of heaven you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.